Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down the side I'm told. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. I'm JG. This is Pettit. And this is Robert. And this is the most anticipated episode of the season. We're talking full season recap. We're talking superlatives. and We got some good ones for y'all. We got some great ones. Uh, they're going to be player related. They're going to be season related. It's going to be fun. Maybe even a popular TV show related. Who pop knows? culture. Who knew pop culture? Are we? Who uh, knew that we knew pop culture? Exactly. Not, I, not me. Not I, me. I'm pretty sure y'all probably thought we just knew the Titans and that's it. But, <laughs> but we, no, we are cultured. <laughs> Definitely cultured. So first, huge news. If you've been sleeping under a rock, you may not know that we have a new GM, Ran Carthen. Uh, he's from the 49ers. He was the 49ers player uh, director of player personnel. He's also the former uh, world champion of cage match wrestling and fighting really that's not true but he okay. looks like he would win any <laughs> fight against you. any gm in the nfl uh he's got an incredible beard um he also was a running back for the colts and the florida gators and the florida gators our so, two biggest rivals yeah that's and i his, don't love that and but his dad won two super bowls oh i didn't know that fun fact yep well and he actually is twins with jeff bridges in iron man <laughs> one they look <laughs> A lot of like. I didn't know if you were going to say that or not, but you said that earlier. And <laughs> scratch <liked> that. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't scratch that. That's a great call. Um, so, yeah, th- we got a new GM. We're super pumped about it. We didn't really know we were going to have a new GM by the time we were recording this. So the episode was kind of focused more on the superlatives. So sorry if you feel like or if, if it might seem like we're rushing or something like that. We just we really want to get into these superlatives um, and really this is kind of based on we we did it last year um that's why it was such you know such a massively anticipated episode we talk about the season and things that we think uh were you know just try and just recap the whole season based on talking about superlatives and there were some funny things that we said last year and i want to just i want to say some of those uh first off i was talking about how AJ Brown was tweeting a lot and it was funny. He was talking about wanting to do baseball. And at the time, AJ Brown was still a Titan. And I legitimately said, it's a blessing that he's a Titan. And I'm pretty sure at the time I thought it was a non issue. I was like, it doesn't yeah. matter if he. We didn't, that's, we we didn't, didn't even think talk him about Tweeting it much. was a big deal at all. Um, we also brought up Tim Kelly and we were like, maybe that's going to solve the Todd Downing woes. No. Uh, we did bring up Robert's take a couple years ago. 2020. Yes, that Tannehill's contract, we could look back in a few years that it was a great contract. And then he said last year it's top 10 worst contract, which probably is still yeah. up there. As a, He said top 10 worst QB contract maybe. But. At least you guys know I'm never going to shy away from speaking my mind. It might yeah. be wildly wrong in one direction, <laughs> but at least I'm going to speak my mind. Yeah, Robert's take on Tannehill has not changed from a year ago. And honestly, we're probably – in the same boat with him now where 
we're just I don't know we're just wondering. I still actually, I, I don't still know. think still has hope. I still have hope too. I actually. still think it's nowhere near as bad as the Russell Wilson contract right now, and potentially even the okay. Aaron Rodgers one right now. That's fair because we that was not the Russell Wilson a year ago. Almost, that wasn't a thing. Russell Wilson's getting double what Tannehill's going to be getting for like five years. I'd say that's pretty that's good. true. Um, okay, so those so were it can just always a, get worse. Those were a few funny things, and uh, let's dive into this year's superlatives. But real quick, programming announcement: we have our first. OnlyFans episode with a very special guest coming out next week. So this should be posting on Friday, January 20th. Look for the first OnlyFans Primetime Titans episode coming out in early next week for and let me your tell you, listening pleasure. It is hot. Hot takes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, hot takes. It is hot. So um, we're just going to go ahead and jump in now that uh, we've heard the um, – you know, the program announcement, we're going to get into the superlatives. So first, we're going to go over the most memorable play or moment of the season. And uh, I, I'll just – I'll go ahead and kick off. I'd say the Randy Bullock missed field goal against the Giants. Most memorable because it was such a bummer. And it kind of – you look back and you're like, just think about that one game that if that one game was different, the record – We would have been in the playoffs. Yeah, I think we would have been in the playoffs. That is like the – Number one play that literally changes a win and loss versus a loss in our season. So, well, Wait, no, I guess we, we wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Well, we yeah, still are. We would have tied the Jags, and we had a better AFC conference record. Right? They would have beaten us because they to had a better, yeah, head to head. I don't know. We maybe wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Okay, but we would have been a, a win better. But they they finished, or at least was they it? finished uh, nine and ten or eight. They finished nine and uh, nine and nine eight. and nine, nine, nine and eight. Oh, we would have been eight and nine. Yeah. Well. We would Forget not have been just in the playoffs yeah. then. <laughs> but still, a memorable moment, even though it sucked. Uh, there, yeah, there was not a lot of memorable moments from this season. The fact I, that Randy Bullock play did set the tone for the season, it felt like. Uh, but my most memorable play is the Andrew Adams pick six against the Colts. Great play. I was at that game. It was a great atmosphere. My memorable play is will be burned into my memory as just a an example of Todd Downing. Traylon Burks' attempted lateral slash chuck and duck across the field <laughs> as he's getting tackled to that running back that we picked Jonathan up Ward. the week of? I no, don't know. The week before he played in the Cowboys game. I mean, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, come on. How did you not know that? <laughs> talk <laughs> about a terrible play. What's, what's, what's with Robert tonight, Pettit? Come on. Yeah. Why All would right. you disrespect a guy like that? Moving on. MVP of the offense. This is you, JG. Uh, I mean, we're going to have to go with Derrick Henry. It's it's obvious he's the MVP again. He had an insane amount of touches. He was involved in the receiving game. The most he's been involved in the receiving game his whole career. Um, he was our rock. And, yeah, now I, I will say that I almost didn't want to give him MVP because his, his – uh, uh, turd dread was not here this year and that being gone was uh, I'm still a little shook by that but he's he's the MVP of the offense one thing uh, at the beginning of the season we said was Derrick Henry getting 1400 yards was going to be a great season he did it and he did it and he yeah, got second. Uh, behind a really bad offensive line shows yeah. he's still in his prime I think uh, moving forward though hopefully we have a new MVP next year because I think in order to have Offensive. a great season, we got to have somebody else step up, yeah. or um, at least c compete against him for MVP. Right, correct. 
I've got the defensive MVP. I'm going Kevin Byard. The man plays. He's a leader. What 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 more could you want for Mr. Murfreesboro? I mean, the absolute. He's the embodiment of a defensive MVP for me. Yep. And I have the overall MVP, and we're talking about an absolute stallion. Uh, he is your rock. He's a guy that you just truly depend on. Will not make any mistakes. He's he's timeless. And if you've wa- <laughs> listened to any of the podcasts, you know who I'm going to say. Morgan Cox. Morgan Have you gotten Cox. that jersey yet? No. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember why. He's our only All-Pro this year. Although Stonehouse got snubbed. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Most <laughs> underrated defensive player, JG. Okay, so most underrated on the defense, we're going to go with Tyre Tart. Um, he would just show up like out of nowhere sometimes, and the man, he, you, you just got to love a Tyre Tart on your team. Like he, he's the most underrated on the defense. At the D line position, you ever know, uh, you know, maybe you're not getting all the accolades and all the the attention, but I got to go Tyre Tart for most underrated defensive player. I've got most underrated offensive player, and this is a guy I'm targeting all in my fantasy drafts next year. I think he's going to be a great late-round pickup, Chig Okonkwo. Wow. He was so great. I wish he, I wish he was not underrated. I wish most he was more involved. You wish he was more rated. Yeah, I <laughs> wish he was more rated. Most improved player, Pettit. Uh, this was a tough one. Most players, it seemed like they took a step backwards. They're going in the wrong direction. Uh, but there was one player that stood out to do pretty well, and it was Rashad Weaver on the defense, who was injured last year. He was on, he was on a good trajectory last year, but this year he kind of filled into his role after Landry. Did you just make up a word? Projectory? Trajectory? Trajectory. I, think you said, I thought you said I think projectory. I did. No, no, I, I think, think you're you right. I say projectory. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying trajectory. Why can we, we're coining phrases here. Projectorations. Just, <laughs> we're just projections. <laughs> <laughs> that could work too. Favorite game, JG. The fa- I mean, this one's obvious, and it wasn't just because this was on my birthday, but the Packers game. Uh, last I checked, I think that's the last game we won. So um, definitely the Packers game, that Thursday night game. It just you, you looked at the game, things were just clicking on all cylinders, and defense was playing great. Offense was was playing great. We had some fun trick plays during it. The Derrick Henry touchdown pass. You just the Packers game is great, and I, I think if I'm not mistaken, that was the highest points we scored all year. It was 27. So there we go. Oh Packers gosh. game. Least favorite game. 27 points. Definitely uh, a couple to choose from. The Texans game was close, but I'm going with the Jags game to end the season just because I hate seeing the Jags do well I hated watching them win in the wild card against the Chargers and that ends our streak of AFC title AFC South titles of playoff appearances and just an overall complete dud and and uh, capturing the full collapse of the season all right we're all three going to answer this one one word to describe the season Pettit you go first pathetic no explanation needed JG (laughs) yeah I'm gonna say apathy because I feel like by the end of it, didn't even care uh, because I didn't think we'd do anything in the playoffs. And I think even going into it, I just didn't know what to expect to where I almost like didn't care what was going to happen. The, like the second that the A.J. Brown trade happened, it's like, why? Like, what are we going to do this year that's going to change my mind? What are we, you know, so apathy. And I'm going to go with ouch. 
both because of all the injuries and because that's how it felt to watch our team play. So to go out pathetic, actually, I have one thing to say. <laughs> okay. I'd like to circle back to this. Another reason why I think this might be pathetic, and I have not done any research on this, but since you mentioned the 27 points was the highest points we scored all season, do we think that was the lowest, highest points for a team in the NFL? Across the whole the whole league? league? In history? Or We'd have to do no, some, no, no. Like to do some research. Yeah. I don't know. I have it, but I think it is. I, I would imagine it is. It depends okay. on how many points the Broncos I mean, I think scored the, in their highest. I don't think the Texans scored. At the end of the season, there, they maybe. scored it. They probably were over 27 yeah. by the end. I'm just saying the Broncos were also. I like. I love how we compare our situation to the Broncos because theirs is much worse than ours. <laughs> it is. That's true. It makes me immediately feel better. So you're right. All right. One, lers- well, Whoa, one yeah. lesson we learned as Titans fans in 2022. But before we do that, what lessons did we learn in 2021, you're asking? Oh, we have those answers for you. Pettit in 2021 learned. Because of overlooking the Jets, you cannot overlook anyone. In week four, Pettit overlooked the Jets, and he was burned, and so he learned that lesson in 2021. Pettit, what lesson will you take from the 2022 season? I, I did not learn my lesson in 2021. If you look back on the record or of the podcast, Robert and I both said the AFC South was ours for the taking, and we did not win, so... I did not learn my lesson. Definition of not learning your well, lesson. Definition, yeah. So you, the lesson is still not to overlook anybody. <laughs> not to look any, overlook anybody, it's, including the Jags, the Jets, the Texans. This question is going to be easy for Pettit every year because it's going to be the same one every year. <laughs> JG. So is he actually going to learn it? JG in 2021 said, you never know you have something special until it actually happens. Yeah, never so, count your team as guaranteed. In or out. Yeah, and I basically like that's poetic. I I was talking about I I really was feeling in a weird way like the Bengals made a run, the Rams made a run, and it was just one of those things where you really just never know when it's going to be your year. Eagles, it was their year when they won with Nick Foles, so that was kind of my lesson. And clearly, I, I think I learned that. Um, we but, didn't even really get a chance to try that one out. Yeah. So, so what did you learn this year in this 2022? Year, uh, for the foreseeable future until Titans play more meaningful games. No lead is safe at halftime. Um, for the Titans. For the Titans. With a minus 95-point differential in the second half. Yeah, I mean, like, we did end up winning some of those games, but basically if I'm watching if I'm watching a Titans game and we're crushing a team at halftime, I won't get confident because I know the game is definitely not over. Like the Colts game this year. I remember we were talking about us putting on a ton of points against the Colts. We were like, we want more, more. We were killing them. And then the ending of the game was so frustrating, and somehow we still won. Same with the first uh, Jags game. Raiders game, too. I thought we were going to slaughter the Jags. Oh, that's right. And that wasn't even the, at halftime. Like, they started we, coming they back They slaughtered us, yeah. Yeah. So, no lead is safe at halftime. And, Robert, you said last year, nothing matters if your QB is not right. And I'd say that's still – a thing so that's still a thing what would you say you learned this year this year i would say i learned that the lipscomb academy mustangs are the best football team in nashville <laughs> high school or middle school <laughs> <laughs> high school any level <laughs> vanderbilt football nope <laughs> titans football can't beat them either okay 2022 what less did you learn as a titans fan <laughs> <laughs> i learned that it is possible to be angry 
after a win. At, that's pretty self-explanatory. Oh, okay, yeah. At first, I was I was just reading that as like it's possible to get angry I hope after you a game. Yeah, but yeah, wh- what win would be? I think most of them. The most Broncos of the wins, game. Broncos, I never really thought we everyone were everyone except the Packers. Broncos yeah. game was probably a good one. Commanders game. Yeah, maybe everyone. I was very. I was the Packers. most angry after the Commanders because I thought the Commanders were pretty bad that, at that point, and they were actually a, a better team than I thought. Better than us, probably. And yeah, probably. just to uh, wrap that this portion up, I, I feel like the Bills game. I almost feel like we got crushed. I didn't even care about that game, and that's like it didn't even happen. So I don't know. I, I just. I, I don't just I didn't about even that. care about the whole season. It's like I just it didn't thought even about that. To me. I've moved on. Yeah. So. Now into well, before we get into the superlatives, maybe we should take a time to hear from our sponsor from DraftKings. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl Fifty Seven, and for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Robert is going to go through a little bit about what he likes this weekend. Let's take it over to the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, The Giants coming off a big win against the Vikings. I am a huge Brian Dabble fan. I think he is an offensive mastermind. The Eagles' defensive coordinator is notorious for playing soft coverage and relying on his defensive line to make stops in the run game and force teams just kind of chuck the ball a uh, couple yards up the field at a time and play um, you know, sort of slow, methodical offenses. It's burned him in the past, like when Derek Carr had a 96 completion percentage, percent completion percentage against him. But I think Brian Dable is going to come out with a really great game plan and – it's also important to note that Daniel Jones is a top-end rushing quarterback right now in the NFL, and the Eagles are one of the worst defenses in the NFL at stopping the quarterback run. So let's do a three-leg same-game parlay. We're going to go Daniel Jones, 20-plus passing completions. I think the Giants are going to throw a lot of short passes, so we're going to get over that. We're going to go an alternate total points, 45 and a half. I don't think the Giants are going to stop the the Eagles, and I think Dayball is going to put enough points on the board to go over that total. And then over 39 and a half rushing yards. That's plus 225. You can put one unit, two units, heck, even five units on there. So let's go one more time. 20, over 20 passing passing completions for Daniel Jones. Over 45 and a half alternate total points. And over 39.5 Daniel Jones rushing yards. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. She show notes for details. All right, now we're back. The superlatives that you all have been waiting for are in three categories or two categories this year. We're going to go um, pop culture. It's kind of pop culture. There's some there's some celebrities in there. There's some former Titans players. You'll kind of see how we do it. And then we're going to do a Game of Thrones superlative bum, section. Bum, so who wants to take uh, who wants to take this first one? I'll take this first one. 
The Zach Mettenberger Award for most likely to make me stop watching the Titans. I think you all can maybe guess. The left tackle, guy we traded a fifth-round pick for, Dennis Daly. Congratulations, Dennis Daly, on winning the Zach Mettenberger Award you in the 2022 Superlatives. You can come claim your prize. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the next award we have is the Clay Travis Award. Uh, this award <laughs> is given out to the player who has uh, not been relevant since before COVID. Please welcome Taylor Lewan to win the Clay Travis Award for not being relevant since before COVID. Uh, and my favorite award is the Rex Quando Award. And if you're not familiar with who that is, that is the uh, guy from Napoleon Dynamite, the trainer with the American flag pants. Um, and the winner of that award is our strength and conditioning coach. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Frank Periano. <laughs> oh, man. The Sam Bankman Freed Award for monumental screw ups, terrible performance, and absolutely zero consequences. Your winner, I don't know how he keeps playing, is Jeff Swain. <laughs> the man gets away with murder. Jeff Swain. The 2022 Ryan Howard Award given to the player uh, or entity who treats me terribly, but I certainly can't live without you, goes to Nissan Stadium. <laughs> the Kanye, yes, Kanye West Award. What do I have to do to get you off my timeline? Isaiah Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you didn't expect to hear from him. Uh, he, okay. he comes up again. Yet again, <laughs> over and over and over. The um, I I think this one is is wonderfully uh, scripted. The Long John Silver's Award. How in the world do you still make so much money? The winner is your quarterback Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have have seen the the uh, year in reports for Long John Silver's, but they're making tons of money. <laughs> And no one goes. They're there. still on my Dagum TV, so yeah, they <laughs> they are continuing to make money. That's a good point. The uh, Josh Dobbs Award is given to the 2022 Tennessee Titans player who is a smart kid, but nobody really wants to ever watch them play again. And that is going to Jack Gibbons, our fourth string linebacker, who is called the doctor on the Titans team. Didn't he? Yeah, he's he's for the three kid. weeks he was on the Titans team. <laughs> And the next award is the Logan Roy Award. Don't mess with me or I will absolutely end you. And that is... Amy Adams Strunk. Uh, Amy Adams Strunk. Bet it? Sorry, it was an acronym and I got thrown off there. <laughs> I got really thrown off there. Basically, uh, just ask John Robinson about this one. And uh, he would tell you, yeah, you're right. Um, yes, so this one, this next award... Um, is uh, we got to get this guy off IR, but the Mark Davis Award for when I watch you and look at you, I can't think of anything besides your hair and your haircut. And that goes to the wonderful, the beautiful Cody <laughs> Hollister. <laughs> Not a friend of the pod. The wonderful. Yeah, the probably doesn't like <laughs> Probably doesn't like the pod. That was pretty good. All right, now we're moving into our Game of Thrones section of our super superlatives. We are going to um, give awards based on certain Titans players and individuals who most resemble some of your favorite and beloved characters from the Game of Thrones HBO hit TV show. It's been out for a long time, but spoiler alerts. Coming Kinda. up. 
Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. All right. So the Little Finger Little Finger <laughs> Award. Uh, this one is given to an individual who was very manipulating. Manipulated Amy Adams. Told her, look, I can't do anything with this team. I need a GM who isn't going to keep trading away my players. And then the next day, he comes out in the media and he says, listen, I had nothing to do with that GM getting fired. I hadn't didn't say a word to Amy Adams. And then, oh, lo and behold, we hear a report that he got two hours to interview every single GM candidate. A lot of, a, a lot of manipulation and moving behind the scenes. The award goes to your head coach, Mike Vrabel. I still love him. The next award is the Darnarius Targaryen Award. Um, she is she starts out very beloved. You are rooting for her all the way through. It's kind of weird saying her because we're <laughs> spoiler. It's gonna be a guy that wins this. <laughs> but uh, she starts out with huge success, and you are just rooting for her and this army that she's about to create, and then failing in her. Kind of getting twisted up in her own failure. She crashes and burns, and the winner is J-Rob. Mm. John Robinson. I mean, if you think about it, the King's Landing situation, you could probably say that's that's maybe the A.J. Brown trade mm-hmm. where you realize something's got to happen. Yeah. we got to do something here. He and brought, he, and some, you, decisions were made. You he know? brought the Titans out of the depths of despair. The freer of slaves. The freer of 3-13. and 13 Breaker of chains. Teams. And then... You know, R.I.P. Yeah, he is a mother of dragons. I don't know how that. Uh, yeah, I well, don't know what that means, but I just felt like <laughs> saying it. Didn't think about that metaphor, but uh, Arya Stark Award. Pretty interesting journey. Maybe not involved right away. Everyone ends up loving her, loving him, but definitely at the end of the season, ends up being a hero. And you guessed it, that is Chig Okonkwo. The man had an interesting year, to say the least. Absolutely. It was always puzzling why he wasn't always Why are we involved. playing Jeff Swaim over Chigo Conquo? Exactly. It's like, why are we not seeing more Arya Stark in this show right away? And then all of a sudden, boom, you love him, and it's Chigo Conquo with the Arya Stark Award. The Jon Snow Award needs very little description and explanation, but uh, is given um, because he is the king and, and out of our north. Derrick Henry. The next one is the Joffrey Lannister Award. This is a man that had too much power, relying on others to get him through. And by others, we are referring to his mom and uncle, a.k.a. Vrabel and Derrick Henry. He (laughs) is an incestual loser. (laughs) He was poisoned by alcohol. And if you haven't figured it out by now, he has no redeeming qualities. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Todd Downing. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> Tough day for TD. <laughs> Not tougher than a couple Mondays ago. Oh, man. Um, yeah, the uh, Tom and Lannister Award. For basically having to be thrown into it way too early. And then eventually feeling like you kind of had to kill yourself because there's just way too much going on. And you end up sitting on the bench. And that would be Malik Willis. Hopefully brighter days ahead. Hopefully brighter days ahead. The Red Wedding Award. This is more of an event where we all got fattened up and thought we were really, really good. We thought everything was going to be okay. And and any uh, frustrations we had with the Titans were going to be put to rest. But then 
in this in a split second, Todd Downing got a DUI and our whole season went turned a corner, went down the drain, and we got slaughtered by everyone. <laughs> and that was the Packers game. The red wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, the Packers game. Todd Downing's DUI probably didn't have much to do with it. I just thought I'd throw it in there to pile on the Joffrey Well, Lannister the Todd Downing DUI, winner. yeah, that's like the start of the the bad things happening. That's right. Yeah. Okay. The next one is the Tyrion Lannister Award. Uh, you're not sure how it's going to turn out. He has short and small arms. <laughs> <laughs> you guessed it. And, and he's you. just short in general. <laughs> and he's just short in general. But you you kind of like him a lot. But you, you just don't know how it's going to turn out. And that is Roger McCray. Great great winner. <laughs> oh, man. The Theon Greyjoy Award for basically a ton of bad stuff just starts happening to him for being maybe a little immature at times. And he gets to the point where you just feel bad for the guy. That goes to Caleb Bartley. But he keeps trying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just like I prefer my corners to have healthy backs. Yeah. I prefer my, my Warriors to – I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> if you've seen the show, you might know what he's about to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Jamie Lannister Award. Uh, you never know really if he's good or bad, but most of all, he looks like he could be related to his wife. <laughs> the winner is Ryan Tannehill. We had to give Ryan Tannehill <clears throat> two of these. Um <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that closes our Game of Thrones portions and our entire 2022 superlative season episode. I thought, you know, we really uh, we really went for broke there on some of these. We covered a lot right there. We might lose some some listeners after uh, after that, but we might gain some some, some, some Game of Thrones fans. Yeah, might we'll, start we'll end up, we'll end up to our finally hitting the pipeline of the Game of Thrones audience that we keep trying to get to. <laughs> Untapped market. Oh man, that I mean that that was a lot of fun though. I think that some of those comparisons to Game of Thrones, we we probably could have gone on for like even even more. But um, yeah, it Which just we did prior. We did, um, yeah. <laughs> some of cut, those we, we had to cut some. Uh, some of those we had to cut out. Maybe it didn't seem like they were too good. But man, I don't know. Last year we talked a lot, and you know this year we. Went over. I, I don't know. Talked even more. Talked even more. But um, yeah, I don't know. Crazy, interesting season. Definitely ended in a different way because last year, crushing playoff loss. This year, crushing loss that didn't allow us to get to the playoffs. But overall, I think with the new GM, Rand Carthen, Amy Adams Strunk still involved, Mike Vrabel's the coach. We still don't have an offensive coordinator yet. But at the end of the day, um, I'm still confident in Mike Vrabel. Don't know what next year is going to hold, but this year kind of sucked. Flush it, short memory, shake it off, get back out there. And what I'm most confident in is the primetime Titans and our commitment to bringing you entertaining podcasts throughout the rest of this offseason. You're confident in our future. I That's like right. That. For those of you Game of Thrones listeners who are just now joining us, we thank you and continue to listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, so – uh yeah it was another fun year we we loved loved covering the year and and talking about it and we just want to keep going like robert said we're commit we're committed we're going to keep it up and uh look out for more of our only fans episodes where we talk to ton of different random people who are only fans who of are fans. we're only fans people we're only fans 
So yeah, that's Primetime Titans. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. And we thank y'all. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and